You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome back to Love of Pages, the Geek Elite Media Network virtual book club where a group of friends who we have wrangled together get to read, torture each other with fun books and drink together because that's what book clubs are for. (laughs) So I'm Elizabeth and today I am joined as usual with the lovely Naima. The beautiful Jessica. Hello. And the hilarious Steven. It's me. (laughs) So today we are starting with Naima's first pick, The Sweet Indifference of the World, which now looks like it's right foot right, written right way on my screen. (laughs) But I feel like I still see it backwards on everybody else's screen. I have no idea what... Listeners looking at. Um, so for those listening on audio, it is typed. The cover is typed backwards. Thankfully, the book itself is not typed backwards because I don't think I would have had the energy for that. It's just um, it's just the next step in this like House of Leaves kind of thing they're doing here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was half expecting having to like read it backwards. Back. Like, okay, here we go. We'll go from... Right to left. I'm used to this with the Torah. We can you, do this. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to pick up. We're going to do House to Leave. That's my next pick. We're going to do this. Oh, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so today we are drinking tea. And mm. Naima did an actual Swedish cocktail because she's amazing like that. So Naima, what are you drinking? Uh, I googled it, um, so I don't know if this is accurate nor authentic, or just someone was like, yeah, Jägermeister. But it's called Jäger tea, and it's basically just your favorite tea, joined by Google. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, rum, and also some red wine. So, tastes mm. good. Solid try. <clears throat> Jessica, what are you drinking? I'm having Harry and Sons Deerjeling. Deerjeling? Yeah, Dirtling. Yeah. 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 Harney and Sons is the best. That's yeah. that's the Harney that's, and that, that's that's the tea that I usually have the same brand it's and then Naima cold. is using that right now. Yeah. A different one. <laughs> this this tea yeah. I actually got in one of my um Once Upon a Book Club boxes. It was a gift mm-hmm. in that. So very nice. Yeah. Steven, what are you drinking? I broke rank today. So I I have you always break rank. <laughs> well, yeah, normally. And so when you guys finally drink tea, where I would normally be drinking tea, I said nope. And I'm nope. just drinking Mountain Dew with ice out of a pink plastic cup. <laughs> well, so here's here's where I really get I get hung up on this. It was your suggestion that we all drink tea. Like that was your suggestion for this evening. Everybody drink tea. It was so easy. Everyone and just had tea. tea. Nope. I, I cannot be a slave to my own whims. I like to think it's the, the theme for the book for Stephen. He just chose chaos. Tell it's everyone. Just- <laughs> <laughs> no, and, like honestly, like exactly. all, all told, this is like a chaotic day. I plan to read this book over like the time since we last <laughs> talked about it and everything, and then I read the whole thing today, and then changed my drink and everything. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and to be clear, he read. No, there's no audiobook. There's no oh. audiobook for this. I read this book. I actually had to read I it. I trapped him. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Naima. Thank you. <laughs> I applaud your endeavors. I am drinking um, a blend called Yuma Spice from Ooh. the Peanut Patch. Mm. Oh, ah. So, and I'm drinking it in the lovely gift that Jessica got me for Christmas, yes. which is a mug that is kindly printed on both sides because <laughs> as a fellow lefty, she understands yes. my, <laughs> my complaints and my issues with mugs that are not mm-hmm. printed on both sides. <laughs> yeah. And I, I understand this one. I'm not, I'm not left-handed though. I did love the left-handed store when I went there. Um, mm-hmm. because you cannot get a men's t-shirt that isn't like a children's graphic that is on the front of a shirt anymore. They're all in the back. I wear jackets. How do I live like this? No, I just walk. I might as well buy a blank shirt. Just be female. They put everything. Everything. Right. Right across. The drive. Right across. <laughs> so if, I, if I'm wearing a lady's cut shirt next week, <laughs> this is why. You'll know why. It's fine. <laughs> But I don't, you're just not shopping at the right stores because I get Mitch graphic tees that are printed on the front all the time. I don't know. Every time I try now, like I, I go in like the van store or anything like that. Like, nope. All of, all of the mm. brands that are like mm. the kind of aesthetic that I normally like with like more muted colors and things. That's all on the back. With like button up floral shirts. Yeah. No, they, they used to have these too, though. There was a lot of these. <laughs> All those styles are coming back around. All those styles that we criticized everybody for in the 90s are here. They are here. Still being criticized. <laughs> I just really hope that those stretchy, pokey headbands don't come back. I oh, want yeah. them to come back. Honestly, imagine Why, you, you'll like be prepared. <laughs> What that is what that's just gonna do. It's like now here's my problem. The last time I tried to wear one as like a twelve year old, I poked myself in the eye. I am going to poke myself in the eye again. I know this. I know this about myself, so I need them not to be a trend anymore. I'll take I'll take the like uh the slap wristband bracelets though. I'll take those. Okay, back. those were fun. Yeah, but those are mostly fun to slap at each other. Yeah, yeah, that's like, true. Not but on yourself. Like it's far no. more fun to slap somebody else. <laughs> you can't. Them. You can't use those same <laughs> rules for the scrunchy headband ones. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, <laughs> a book. A book. <laughs> past. We were talking about the past. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's actually perfect. Fashion is cyclical, just like this book is. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it over to the lovely Naima to lead us through this wonderful book. Okay, lovely. Um, so I I chose this book mostly just because it's it's got a different vibe going for it. So it is translated fiction. So if you do read this book, this book was not originally written in English. <laughs> so that may be why they're sort of, it has a different tone and I feel like, mm-hmm. oh, the different countries have their own way of doing things very different from what we do but this book is a novella because it's a short novel not a short story not a full novel but it gets you know the whole plot point resolves itself within not a lot of pages 
but it follows this uh, published novelist named Kristoff. Um, and what can only, I think, be described as a midlife crisis. Yes. Um, yeah. Flash <laughs> he's, he, he's drunk when the book starts off. I'm not sure if all the rest of the, the events of the book aren't just him hallucinating. <laughs> I'm pretty positive all the rest of the books are him hallucinating or having some sort of schizophrenic break or something yeah. along those lines. <laughs> Listen, it could all be very real, but we we literally follow him like he's opening a door to his past. So basically, he's written this book in his past, which reflects his life. At some point in his older age, he encounters his doppelganger while walking down the street. And he encounters his doppelganger and tells him the entire story of his life with few variances between them. So the whole book addresses this concept of what if your life has just been pre-written? Um, mm-hmm. If it exists out there, if someone else has pre-lived it, done all the deeds and you are just, there's inevitably like a beginning and an end to your life and it's already pre-written, kind of like a book. <laughs> yeah. And so he wrote the story of his life and he encounters his doppelganger and then in turn the love or wife of his doppelganger who is not just um, a woman in this person's life, but his doppelganger is actually reliving his entire life. So not just looks like him in appearance or mannerism, but is actually living out the course of his life the same way he did 15 years prior. Same names. Yes. For for both both the new doppelgangers. Creepily sharing this information, not with his doppelganger, but with his, the doppelganger of the girlfriend that got away. If you had to talk to someone from your past, would you choose yourself or would you choose the person you were in love with that left you? Regardless of who I choose, I'm not going to leave them a note that says, follow me to the graveyard. I've got a story to tell you. That's not how you start the exchange. Also, if I received if I received a note that said "Meet me at the graveyard" with just a first name, I'd be like, mm, "No." <laughs> you wouldn't. I feel like we'll be like, "Well, at what time?" Because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know why the note is the way the guy chooses to do it. Because it's even like it, there's no good version of that thing. If you send that as a text message, if you give it to someone as a note, nobody wants this. And the the way that Lena, um, or Lena, I don't know how they choose to pronounce it. Um, the way that she responds is when she sees him, he says that she seems to have this air about her where she knows this is that man that gave me that note. None of this is a normal human reaction. <laughs> no. No. Well, and you know, you know that there was a conversation between her and the doppelganger yeah, young that Chris. went along the lines of like, young Chris. hey, hon, <laughs> Why did you why'd you write me this weird letter or this weird note? And he's like, I didn't write you any note. <laughs> some some guys giving you notes. notes. It is his doppelganger, so the handwriting may have matched. The yeah. exactly what he wrote it may have matched. That's fair. Have or just up with he, our narrator our author narrator says that he wrote just his first name, which they share a first name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I true. received a note from the I mean, granted we all know a lot of Chris's, but <laughs> barring that. <laughs> for, for yours in this situation, you would get a note that just said Mitchell, not Mitch. No, it would say and that, Mitchell. And, that and would then be... I would know it wasn't Mitch. Because <laughs> 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 the only person who addresses him as Mitchell is his mom when she's mad at him. So. <laughs> 
You can just see him there writing out Mitchell because she's standing there and is like, <laughs> not going to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Almost 99% of the time, she just writes Mitch. Only when she's mad. It's literally only when she's mad. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of using his middle name. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, but um, so that's an important point that I failed to mention. Um, our main character, Christoph, um, his doppelganger's name is Chris. Uh, our protagonist's love interest name is Magdalena. And his doppelganger's wife's name is Lena. And they're all leading the same lives. So it begs yeah. the question of... I thought of just like asking like like it or hate it if you met your doppelganger and realized you're just living somebody else's life uh, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time. Hate it. <laughs> hate it. Hate it. I feel like I'd like it. It's I kind of feel the same way as the character. She was like, it's kind of like a book. Like it's always going to be the same. There's a beginning and an end and someone's already been through. Well, isn't, isn't that what, what he says? There's only ends and like, there's only, um, only the only ending or books. The only stories that have endings are bo- in books. Yes. Well, yeah. hap- the only stories that have happy endings are books mm-hmm. in life. There's death and there's not much happy about that. Yeah. It was dark. Very much the opposite reaction. Like, I I don't know if he was trying to get her down, but she was like, nope, I'm pretty optimistic about this. Everything's fine. I don't care. Life is life. (laughs) I think my thing, like, I would definitely be with her. Like, she definitely, like, denies that fact. Like, I don't care what similarities we have. Like, my Chris isn't you. We do not have the same relationship. And the other, like, and it would be interesting to hear it from the perspective of my significant other, because I'm always intrigued as to how the same situation appears to two different people. And you get that a lot in this book when he talks about like their first kiss or that hike and, you know, all of those things, like they see it very differently, but I wouldn't like the challenge that I couldn't change it. That's the one. And I would spend my entire time being like, no, no, no. I'm gonna change it. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. I'm gonna change it. <laughs> also, like in 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 what in in this situation, there's this idea that's presented of like a doppelganger or reincarnation, whatever kind of thing you want to take this as, and how this is changed in kind of like a digital age in there. So, mm. how do those things have like how does that translate in a time where so much is so different? You know? I mean, I think that got into that in the book he was like but these things are different because there was like weird moments where he's like see when he was telling his actual doppelganger about what happened he was like see there's a difference here and it was just like well there's bound to be differences we lived in different times so Mm -hmm. it's like same story different like modes to get there so like trains were different versus maybe he has a car but he still went to the same (laughs) audition so writing the same type of book yeah 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 Yeah. no i just I well, and the other thing is, like, when he's talking to Lena, like, if I were in her shoes, I would feel like, oh, so it's my fault that we're going to break up. Like, I'm the one who leaves and you're now laying this guilt on because he's going to love me forever. Like, that's not fair to me. Like, <laughs> this is true. If that is what she was thinking, I loved her decision at the end, though, because she was yeah, like, right? I chaos. <laughs> Just deuces. <laughs> I mean, but that's the only decision she could make. I I feel like if I was her, I'd be slightly perturbed by the fact that my 
boyfriend, or I guess husband now, met his doppelganger, and his doppelganger basically told him about his love of his life, which I am, and then he found me later and dated me. Like, I feel like there would, and it's probably just that self-esteem level that I have, <laughs> that I'd be like, are you just dating me because you ran into a, your doppelganger and said <laughs> you should Because somebody me. told you to? Yeah, basically, because it's also implied, at least I think it was implied, that this has happened to Kristoff before with an even older version of himself. With yeah. the, he, he mentions like very vaguely this like old guy that he had a conversation with a long time ago, but never goes in detail about that conversation. But then I think while they're at a bar later on or something, an old guy comes in and sees both of them together and he's like, you're trying to do it. It's not going to work. Bye. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I also like this idea that there's only like what like uh, several thousand souls on the planet <laughs> and we're just right. recycling them over and over again this does however go with my i, I had this joke that i used to tell well, to my friend rafa oh, oh so many storylines okay yeah. like he uh, ran out of material and he was like yeah, yeah. god got tired <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, like i'm done figure it out <laughs> I, I, I kept i was always i would always tell this joke to my friend rafa because he and his dad are basically the same human like they look the exact same, <laughs> everything about them. They're both gent, like nice people and everything. Uh, and so I used to joke that Rafa and his dad were just basically one like life hourglass. <laughs> as, as, as it got turned over and it poured from his father into him. And one day Rafa would turn it over and pour the sand back into his child. <laughs> there you go. Stop looking. No, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness I mean yeah I mean there it does extrapolate out some of those same things that we run into day in and day out you know the the common phrases of oh will you always marry your parents like mm. yeah or at least a twist on your parents you know you take all the parts of your parents that you like and you find a spouse with that you know those kinds of things. So I guess I could see it, but it's still, I would not, I I don't think, I don't know that in the narrator's shoes, I would want to tell the doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Him choosing to tell her again, nonsensical. You shouldn't walk up to just public service <laughs> announcement, not stalk strangers for days before very like vague <laughs> like cryptic yeah. letter to meet you in a graveyard but yeah. you're already going to do that <laughs> however gonna be the most memorable date <laughs> but was it a date no at a certain point i kind of feel like it turned into one because her language changed towards the final chapters of the book she started referring to them as we, we. and as his magdalena as me like oh did you like well like did you go here with me and it's like no, you are you. She was then. That's not <laughs> like she started to get lost in this kind of tale. It's like, that's not me, but it is. It's totally me. That's exactly what happened. Also, I am leaving my husband right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's an interesting one. I think the the book itself, well, the story is one that I think has been kind of present in other things in some way, shape or form over plenty of different things. Um, the way that he chose to tell it makes it more interesting. Uh, it's mm. it's like it's like a game he's playing with writing. 
in the first chapter, the the way the thing is actually is set up is it's it's one hundred percent just that first five minutes of a movie where you go, and now what was that? And for the whole rest of the movie, you're just unraveling that one thing. Um, and even for the book itself, it's not a language thing because it's translated. It's not a product of it being translated that there's no quotation marks. That was how they chose to write the book. There, when yeah. any, when anyone has any dialogue or anything like that, it's it's all free form being spoken at you by Christophe. Actually, the writing style of it really reminded me of our first book for Love of Pages, The Time Machine. That's fair. Which was a really spoken to you, a person telling you the situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, I was Did wondering. Anybody else, oh, oh, I'll save mine for later. Else get the feeling. I got the feeling that like this is the book the author wrote and the reason he did all of this was because he had run out of ideas and his only success was writing about his own life. So he just went back and rehashed it. But like, I'll just find my doppelganger and rehash the whole thing and write it down and now I've got I a second book to live off of. He was talking about how he tried to write the first book about their like love, and he was like, "No, I can't write about this." And after they broke up, that was like his big spurt of inspiration, and he wrote it. And he's like, "Well, now while going over it, I feel like I forgot so much, and I'm remembering it differently now. So why don't I just take another crack at it?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me just try again. After new characters, same characters. It, it's it definitely same is characters younger and republished it. Oh, it's yeah. like it's reboot. It's a, it's, it's a, a reboot. reboot. Yeah, it's just a reboot. It's a reboot of whatever the author's original book was. <laughs> or our narrator author's original book. Yeah. It's also a great example of unreliable narrator as well. Mm-hmm. Because you get things that he says in the beginning and then later on those are debunked. And he's like, oh, yeah, that wasn't how it was. <laughs> and you're like, you know, like, but the one thing that confused me was his publishing of his book. I'm like, how do you straight up? forget whether or not you published your book <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but i did publish it and his doppelganger's like huh it's not there internet search and he's like screw this internet <laughs> what <laughs> like how do you not what so the- happened it like, i'm you telling you it was, schizophrenic- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a schizophrenic break that's all this was Okay, so that's the thing that got me thinking. Um, there's this, it was the last portion of the book, which still even looking at it a second time, you know, still sends me for a bit of a whirlwind. He goes back to the bar. So the bar that um, his doppelganger and his, you know, his love of his life's doppelganger got married at, the bar that he apparently went and originally met her and she performed at. And there's this man named Ulrich. And Ulrich was there way back in the day. And for some reason, 15 years later, this man is still in this bar. and he goes and he encounters him or something at the end and he basically walks up to him and be like oh yes you remember Magdalena and it's like doesn't she remind you and he's just like no no." (laughs) she's she's blonde what do you mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) speaking of her I talked to her recently she's married and happy and it's like Oh, when did she get married? He's like, you know, that fellow she went on the hike with. And I was like, but he is the fellow. What the hell? And I was like, okay, one of two things could possibly be happening. He has very large lapses in his memory. So he doesn't remember getting married. 
And he, in fact, did marry. Because there was that whole part where it's like, see, that's the difference. Me and her didn't get married. And then the last couple of pages of the book was like, no, no, she got married to that man she went on the hike with. <laughs> or he took this story from somebody else and it's not actually his. So this might just be a person that's like, Yep, I was told a story about someone named Chris and Magdalena, or I read a book. Like, have you ever had that feeling where you love a book so much and you read it and you're like walking down the street and you're like, that guy totally looks like he could be a figment of my imagination, you know, (laughs) um, fictional character. And he's like, no, no, these seem like these people. He's just like projecting it onto their life. (laughs) Yeah. That or third option. Everybody in the story is on some sort of drug that they used when they made that song. What does the fox say? Do you remember that song? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's on the same drugs that they were on for that. Yeah. And then they wrote the book. <laughs> it's a lot. It, 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 it's an interesting exercise in and of itself. I, have, have any of you guys seen the movie? Um, it's a Shio Ghibli movie. Uh, when Marnie was there. By any chance? I don't it, think I've seen that one. It felt like that a lot. Like I, I can't fully put into words why, but while reading the book, that's all I could think of the entire time. It's one that's on HBO. In case anybody wants to watch it, HBO Max. But um, it's just very like understated. Nothing is massively poignant in it. It's slice of life with some sadness to it, I guess. Hmm. But yeah. I don't know. It felt like that a lot. Characteristic of the author. So he's described as being dark without exaggeration. So he does not have any like big epiphanies for his protagonist. He doesn't have any like large character development. A person is human and he just kind of is like, that's what tells the story. I'm okay (laughs) with this. People are flawed and they just are. And it'll be a story because humans are humans and, you know, they'll inevitably be a thing. I mean, there are plenty of humans who go their entire lives without any actual (laughs) growth. (laughs) I mean, listen, this guy managed to chase the same woman away two times. (laughs) At least. (laughs) Indications that it may have been three or more. Like, technically, it is not his doppelganger that resulted in, you know, leaving. It is still Crystal. I, I, I did wonder if if you guys found out that your life was something that was going to be a predetermined thing for someone else after you to live, would you change the way that you're living? If you feel that you are in control of your life, which most people do, even if they know that fate is predetermined or whatever, they'll try to take the reins. Would you try to change the quality of it for the so next I'm- person who is going to have to live this life of yours? So I'm the initial author of all future reboots. Like, they have to continue. As far as you know. Then obviously, yes. Like, if if I get to make the presumption that I am the initial. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I change it. I don't, like, I... It might just be, like, I'm very just, like, soundly, like, logically minded. Like, I can't be that creative where I'm like, yeah, these are all the things I would have done that would have been cooler and more interesting and made them happier. I'm like, no, it's pretty fine. (laughs) Yeah. I think it would be, I I think for me, it wouldn't necessarily be big changes. It would be small changes 
so that the big changes have more impact. Yeah. The big, dis- you know, like it's, it's the little changes that reduce little changes way back when, or little changes that can be made now to reduce like anxiety or, um, yeah. those kind of negative impacts so that that way all the decisions I have made, you, I could actually future me's could reap the benefits. Yeah. J- just so you can make dividends on the stuff that you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm always about figuring out how to. <laughs> where, 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 where do we get the ROI on this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are important questions. <laughs> oh. I, I did wonder also for this one. How was it this book for you, Elizabeth, with the names of the locations? <laughs> did I you even try? was like, like, didn't I try. No. I was like, F it. This, that's the name. Swedish, I'm not gonna try. <laughs> Stephen, you've got to say it now because he came. So Stephen read my copy of the book and <laughs> down here, and he was just like, "Yeah," because I was like, "Take it with you." One of my favorite things was that first location that he names. I was like, "How is this going to be said?" And can I get Elizabeth to say it? So my thought for this one is that it's Skogskirka Garden. That's exactly how I was going to pronounce it. Garden, yeah. <laughs> garden. garden. It's just a great name. Skirsko Garden. Yeah, it's a cemetery. This is such a nicer a name for a cemetery. Great. <laughs> right. um, what was the next place? I'm like trying to find the place because I literally was just like, yep, that's a name. Moving on. Many times it was just like, yeah, here. And then we're there. Don't worry about it. And then I like yeah. the, the multiple times where like the resurrection chapel where it's like, you know, it was named this thing that translates into English as like, like, Thank just use the English one. <laughs> <laughs> I do think this is very much a book club book, though. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just all it like even talking about it while reading it i was like yeah this is all just going to be talking about the implications of things it doesn't have to be talking about events or anything like that for this one cuz there wasn't really any i mean there was a story in the story but it wasn't what the book was about <laughs> mm-hmm. my favorite part of like this book is that like you read it and you still i don't want to say you feel empty but it doesn't feel like you've read anything <laughs> yeah no <laughs> no i definitely like got to the end and was like what did I read? <laughs> and you want to kind of go back and be like, yeah. no, no, I need to tell somebody about something that happened. But I'm not. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was definitely like, maybe this is a book I should have actually like broken my cardinal rule and like wrote in. Cause like, I don't remember <laughs> anything. I should have taken notes. Yeah. No, I feel like it's one of those books that like down the line, I'm not going to think, remember that book I read? I'm going to think, remember having that conversation with that person that like was like i'm gonna think it was like a real person i was talking to you about this as opposed to reading this in prose like it's that's mm-hmm. what it feels so like what you're telling me is that you're gonna have the same mental break that our yes. narrator has and <laughs> go and find very very possible <laughs> not really a doppelganger I, I, I look forward to hearing the story we're gonna find out about jessica like hunting down a person that goes by Jess exclusively. Jess exclusively. <laughs> and I'm going to sit down and tell her, look, here's what you're going to have to do. <laughs> There's going to be this girl named Magdalena. 
<laughs> this girl named Magdalena. She's gonna meet a Chris. Okay, <laughs> you need to find them. Yeah, we, so what in in this narrative that has now like I was saying she was gonna fall in love with Magdalena. You guys changed it to where she's going to find the the characters. She's living this like doppelganger version of a person who read the book about the people. <laughs> yes, exactly. The recursion in here, this chain. <laughs> Jessica's going to play Nazi hunter and go and hunt these people down and then have them retell their story. He's <laughs> like, listen, this was not accurate and you know it. Tell the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. We're going to fix Lies. this. <laughs> I really want to know what happened to Chris, though, because we only hear about Chris for like this amount of time. And then we hear about Lena leaving. She's just like... I'm going to get a different hotel room. And then there was a taxi outside. And then that's it. <laughs> it's like, oh, she left. She got on. A, she just, she didn't even, like, that's the, that's, I feel like, of all the ways to break up with someone in the underlying, just very subtle way, get a different hotel room. Don't tell him you're staying somewhere else. So he stays up all night panicking and then just get on a plane and leave. <laughs> well, <laughs> Was that like her breakup? It's for like divorce. (laughs) Yeah, like you aren't just breaking up. This isn't like ghosting somebody you've been dating for a couple months. This is a divorce. Like there have to be actual court proceedings to end this relationship. You just mailed the paperwork. Listen, he'll understand. I don't know why I interpret it as a, her sort of revenge for what Kristoff did to Magdalena. Magdalena. It was because Chris, he basically did the same thing, like, and he did it with another woman. Like, he basically went to another hotel on her with another woman. And I feel like she's like, my husband probably did that and didn't tell me or something. Not this time. She's like, bye. I think I'm going to be the one to do it. It was, um, that was the weird thing that got me. There's a little bit of Kristoff in Lena, whereas like the roles kind of reversed where it's like, she was like, yeah, you don't need to go ahead and pursue those TV roles. Like we've got enough money. We're fine. Do something you actually like. Mm -hmm. And her significant other, Chris was like, no, look at the money piling (laughs) (laughs) versus like the older tale where he was like, I hated doing these things. And I didn't want to have to tell her that like. She would never star in one of the things that I wrote because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be one of these TV people. So they kind of flipped on like who gets to be the bad guy in the situation. Whereas in his version of events, he is obviously the big bad. He is the one that kind of distanced himself. And in this one, she was just like, didn't work out. See you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It is a divorce. You can't really just ghost your way out of that. One. <laughs> so no, in this one, I, I, was, I was thinking about this. You said. You said for a divorce, you, there has to be proceedings and stuff. We have common law marriage. Why don't we have common law divorce? Common law divorce. <laughs> yeah. It's like separation, but permanent. Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> like, money is now involved. For the same reason that you don't have to get any sort of certification to give birth to somebody, but you have to jump through 12 hoops to adopt a child. So, so capitalism, like you said. Capitalism. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No. Okay. I guess, I don't know. Do, does anyone else have, do you guys have any other like uh, pieces of it that you want to talk about? Or do we want to talk about the book for next week? I would vote we talk about the book for next week. I think I'm I'm good on this trip of a book that 
that we did. I do actually, I really appreciate you giving it to us, Naima, because yeah. it is definitely not something I would have picked up on my mm-hmm. own. By I means. only picked it up for this cover, guys. I did not know what this book was. The not first as fair. But I was like, ooh, it looks like clouds. That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's how we picked most of the books I, on this. Damn right. On the books for their covers. Yep. Yep. So, uh, I am all for it. I'm all Love for it. Lovely note on this book. If you guys want to know what this book will probably be like for you, just take a look at what the author looks like. <laughs> he looks he looks so serious. <laughs> I He's kept literally so, I thought, ghosting. It's the mirror of himself. As I was reading, I kept flipping back to look at him because I was convinced. I'm like, no, he's definitely the narrator in this book. Yeah, <laughs> this his, 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 his dude. His life is ruining people's lives. He, he is like from the same kind of place and everything. He's a writer. It's very much this like self insert kind of writing. I mean, write what you know best. What do you know better than yourself? Yeah. <laughs> True. True. On that note, Naima, what have you got us picked? What have you got picked out for us next week? So next week is Our Riches. It is a much different tone of book, so hopefully everyone's happy about that. It is um, there's a background for it that is actually non-fictional, but the tale itself is fictional. So there is actually a bookstore, which was the first Algerian publishing house and bookstore. Um, that exists in this book and did exist in real life. Um, it no longer does. Um, and uh, so this is a sort of fictional telling of the closing of that bookstore and how that happened. So we have this character that's basically going to go shut down a bookstore. So we hate him initially, but we'll get to how that pans out. <laughs> you know, we've definitely had books where we hate the protagonist, so I'm good with this. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so... All right. Any other? Anything else for the good of the order? Um. Well, I, I, at, at this point, I think I, I believe there'll be a brand new podcast that'll be out. Well, a returning new reborn podcast on Geek Elite with Jess. Oh, yes, oh, right. Yes. That podcast. I forgot. Yes, <clears throat> I am doing VHS Gems with John from Geeks Watch as well, and we watched. Our first movie that we watched was a movie from my childhood that I completely forgot. <laughs> For obvious reasons, I should have forgotten that movie. So, <laughs> if you want to see my reaction to rewatching The Indian in the Cupboard from 1995, be sure to oh, check out the first episode. It's a great time. <laughs> it's a great time. What are you talking about? I haven't watched it since I was 12, but it was great. I <laughs> <laughs> have no idea what any of you were talking about, and I'm pleasantly happy about that. I'm like, what? That's a good call. That is a good <laughs> call, Naima. Don't don't think about no, it. Don't know anything about what wonderful. we're talking about. It's wonderful. It's it's a wonderful idea. <laughs> All right. So, Naima, where can people reach you at? Uh, I am on Instagram at Ema Janan. And Jessica, where can people recommend new movies for or old movies for new watchings on VHS Gems? Yeah. Any of your favorite movies from childhood, go ahead and tweet them at me as JM Bailey writes. And Stephen, where can people find you? You can find me all across social media as some version of Peppermint Gent or Peppermint Gentleman. And you can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. 
Archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts can be found on our brand new or rebooted website, <laughs> EagleEatMedia.com, that Stephen put, has put a ton of work in. So please go and take a look there. Also, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher you use. It helps get the word out about our podcast network. If you have a couple extra dollars and want to support all of the work that the network does, please feel free to join us on our Patreon page at Geekly Media. But until next time, this is the Love of Pages reminding you to keep turning those pages and always remember to geek, geek out. out. Geek out. <laughs> I was in sync with you that time, Elizabeth. This concludes our broadcast. 